Welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. In this podcast, we take a reading from Scripture each day. We look at the background material to that passage and also application for us. Once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word Podcast. Our reading today comes from Romans chapter 15, verses 1 through 7. And in chapter 15, Paul is summing up his argument that began in Romans 12. If you remember in Romans 12, Paul talked about the logical response to the mercy of God is that we should offer our bodies as a living sacrifice. And part of that is a daily renewing of our mind. That if we just go with the flow, spiritual gravity, we will be conformed to this world and to the uh, values of this world. And the values of this world are, are selfish. They will drive us inward where we will desire what we want and not really care what others think about. Paul also, throughout this teaching, talks about the giftedness of the church. He talks about how to live within the church body, how to have unity. He talks about our relationship to the government. And he talks about how to deal with issues of disagreement because let's just be honest, there's times in churches when our disagreements really, they're not about essential matters of faith. They're not really about essential matters of doctrine, but they're just opinions that we have. And sometimes we make those opinions a hill worth dying for and we'll plant our flag And we'll say, hey, I'm not moving off this point. And so we demand things from our church or from our elders or from those that are around us, church members. And sometimes divisions happen in churches over the silliest things. Sometimes you get in these arguments. If you've been listening to these podcasts, we've talked about the weaker and the stronger brother. And I've been in church meetings before where there's been an argument about who is the weaker and who's the stronger brother. And you know right then it's going to go south from there. So we come to this end address Think of this as maybe a graduation address for those who are going to Jesus Christ College. So if you've gone through chapter 12, matter of fact, if you've gone through the entire book of Romans, we've been going to Jesus College. And so this is kind of the graduation address that Paul is giving the Roman Christians. Okay, here's the logical application of what I've been talking about, especially in chapter 14. Uh, It's going to be summed up here in chapter 15. With all that in mind, Let's read these seven verses, uh, the beginning of Romans chapter 15. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the Scripture we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accord with Jesus Christ, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. So, It's really basic what Paul's saying here. It's not difficult to understand. Here's some things to take note of. Paul considers him one of the strong brethren. And that's a clue that the strong would be those people, like Paul, who realize they no longer are held by the Jewish law. Now, we would be talking about Jewish laws such as kosher dietary food laws and certain holy days like Sabbaths and Yom Kippur and Passover and things like that. Those are no longer binding for salvation. So that would be the stronger brethren. Now, the weaker brethren would think, okay, we still need to do those things. And I'm sure that would be irritating to someone like the Apostle Paul, who was so developed theologically and understood the gospel, 
to have to deal with irritating people like that that would still want to go back and be bound to some of the works of the law. But then he says, listen, here's the key. We need to please our neighbors and to build our neighbors up. In other words, Paul is saying there must be a radical shift. It's not about you. And here's the problem when you feel like you're the stronger brother. You feel like you have more knowledge than the weaker brother. And Paul will tell you in other places that knowledge puffs you up. Knowledge makes you arrogant. And so you have this condescending attitude toward people. They're not as strong as you are, so to speak, quote unquote, strong as you. And you speak dismissively to them and you don't really have a lot of time for their opinion. And Paul reminds us that Jesus did not please himself. When Jesus came to this this world, he left the abode of heaven to come here to take the punishment for our sin. Jesus was never selfish. Jesus was selfless. And so the key to all of this is that we are to uh, invite or welcome our brothers and sisters as Christ welcomed us. You see, this is not some opinion matter for Paul. This is theologically grounded. This idea of welcoming your weaker brother and having some type of patience with others in the church is based on the fact that we are sinners, but Christ still welcomes us. So who are we to look down on our weaker brothers and sisters in Christ? We have no right to do that. You're going to notice something about the Apostle Paul. Paul is really big about unity. He wants to preserve the unity of the church at all costs. And I think we can learn something from Paul's mission that we will divide a church as fast as possible. We'll divide churches over the silliest stuff. And I would think the Apostle Paul would be really taken aback by some of the things that divided Christians in the modern world. Some of the silliest stuff has really divided Christians. We, some count up to thirty to 40,000 different denominations where people have differed on maybe just one verse or a few verses of the Bible and form a completely different denomination. And it's a scandal because one way that Jesus said people would know that we are his followers will be because of our love and because of our unity. Disunity of the church is a scandal at the highest level. We could say it's sinful in a lot of ways how we treat one another in the church. Now, we do get some teaching here that we don't need to run over and not notice. In verse 4, Paul gives us the reason for the Old Testament. These scriptures he's talking about at this time would be our Old Testament, our 39 books of the Old Testament. And he said, what was written before was written for our instruction that through endurance and encouragement we can have hope. So as we look at God's people that have come before us, We can see their dealings with God. We can see God's promises made to them, how God was always faithful, and they were faithless. If you read Romans, that's what Paul's been telling us all through this book. As God's people in the past have been faithless, but God has always been faithful. And so that gives us hope as we look at God's past dealings with Israel and others and his people. And we can see that God is always going to keep his promises. He will. And that should give us faith. So the Old Testament is really important to the life of a Christian. I would say that we need to be whole Bible Christians, not just New Testament Christians. I get what people are saying when they see New Testament Christians. I understand that. And I think that's a noble thing to want to go back and look at just the New Testament and see what the early church believed and how they worshiped and the things they did. I think that's really important. But at the same time, the Old Testament fills in all kinds of 
gaps for us. I'll say this. You will not properly understand the gospel of Jesus Christ unless you understand the story of Israel. The gospel of Christ was a fulfillment and completion of the story of Israel that was incomplete. Think about this. When Paul's talking about the gospel in 1 Corinthians 15, he says that Christ died according to the scriptures. Now, what in the world is he talking about? He's talking about the Old Testament because when he's writing that, the, the ink's not even dried on the New Testament yet. The New Testament's not even been compiled at that time. So when he says Christ died according to the scriptures, he's talking about the Old Testament. He's saying, listen, if you want to understand why Christ died, you need to understand the story of the Old Testament, that Jesus' death was for our sins, for atonement. And if we don't know the Old Testament, we sure don't understand the word atonement. That's going to be a mystery to us. So the Old Testament is so important, and Paul is reminding us of this. Paul would say that because he quotes so much. He has over a hundred allusions to the Old Testament in his writings. Um, probably more than that when you get into typology and when he's bringing out shadows and types. But let's just think of the crux of the matter tonight. As we look at this passage, what do we need to take away? And my question to all of us is this. Do we care, like Paul does, like Jesus does, about the unity of the church? Do we allow our pet issues to drive a wedge with our brothers and sisters? If so, we should repent. If so, we should defer to our weaker brothers. Now, as we talked about in last Friday's podcast, that doesn't allow for the weaker brother to become a tyrant and hold the church hostage. That would be wrong and a wrong application of this. There needs to be some teaching. There needs to be some growing up and maturation at some point. But we need to defer in love. So let's read our passage one more time as we close out today. We who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up. For Christ did not please himself, but as it is written, the reproaches of those who reproached you fell on me. For whatever was written in former days was written for our instruction, that through endurance and through the encouragement of the scriptures we might have hope. May the God of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with one another in accordance with Christ Jesus, that together you may with one voice glorify the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, welcome one another as Christ has welcomed you for the glory of God. And we can say amen. Let us welcome one another, brothers and sisters, as Christ has welcomed us. 